This is your host, Dylan Shobe on 88.9 The Bridge, and today I have the honor to sit down with who I believe will be one of the next biggest hits. He's an independent rock and roll and soul artist from Seattle. He just dropped his new record, Texas Sex, and his name is Caspian Coberly. Caspian learned to play guitar at the ripe and early age of five and has never looked back since. Years into playing, he garnered the attention of legends such as Yes, English drummer Alan White, Guns N' Roses bassist Duff McKagan, Pearl Jam guitarist Mike McCready, and Allison Chains' Jerry Cantrell. As I just mentioned, you recently dropped your new album, Texas Sex, so I want to start there today. One of my favorite songs of the record was actually the first song, Want to Make Love, and personally, I'm always a sucker for just that solo guitar to kick any song off, but what caught me most off guard was that I'd have the opportunity to interview the awesome artist behind the music that took me out of the traffic I was stuck in on the time at Mercer Street in Seattle. So, just to start there, um, take me through the process that kind of a multi-instrumentalist and songwriter like you goes through when making a new record for Texas Sex. Uh, it feels like every song kind of fits the same mood to me. It even like matches the album cover's mood. What influenced you to design a sound that Under the Radar magazine says pulls in stylistic shades drawn from psych rock, blues, dance grooves, and garage punk? That was a lot of words. Yo. <laughs> You can start with how your day's going if you want to. Oh, I mean, uh, my day's going well. Um, but as far as the, I guess, the sound I was going for on the record, I think it all kind of started when I when I got a four-track machine. Um, and I was able to record stuff in a way that was inspiring right when I just uh, plugged it into the system. Because when I was recording mostly digitally before... Um, the initial kind of audio that would be going into the computer when I would listen to it back um, wasn't as inspiring. And so I think a lot of this record was just kind of a reaction to being so stoked to be recording on What's the tape. difference between digital and like a four track? Because I've never made music. Um, yeah. Like talk about the kind of the difference between uh, those two and how it helped you more. Yeah, for sure. So I would say... Um, the main difference is when you record when you record digitally the sound is generally maybe a bit cleaner um and when you record a tape there's a certain level of grit that just exists um within the medium cuz you're literally you're recording on a on a on a reel of analog tape uh versus you know, plugging into a computer and it just being like ones and zeros. Um, so there, there is a quite a difference in sound. I feel like it makes the workflow a little bit easier because, you know, just recording drums straight into a a tape machine or something. Um, you don't really have to mix it as much. I feel like as when I was recording on the computer, because, um, depending on how hard you hit the tape, meaning like the volume that you're recording into the device. Um, if you record really, really loud into a computer, it'll clip out in a way that doesn't sound great. Was mm-hmm. if you record on tape, uh, kind of overdriving it a little bit, doesn't have those same consequences and actually sometimes can make it sound better. Um, so it was just pretty inspiring and I, I didn't know. Uh, so this was before you recorded the record, you started, uh, kind of making those sounds. I know you, um, kind of honed in on the sounds during the pandemic that would be on Texas sex. But, 
Um, are you saying that you recorded on a tape machine before the record and that's what inspired you to make the sounds that's in the new record? Or um, it was on Texas Sex that you recorded the tape machine? Yeah, it was pretty much kind of all at the same... It was all at the same time where the first song I recorded on the tape machine was the Chair of Orangina track. Mm-hmm. And it was... Uh, I wasn't even really thinking I was making a record or anything like that. I was just, I got messing a tape machine, a let me bit. mess around. Yeah. And then I made it, and I even kind of made it a little bit kind of like, not like like a joke, because I like the instrumental a lot, but I was mm-hmm. with one of my buddies and where I was doing the vocal, and I was really like laughing in between vocal takes. <laughs> and uh, it, when at the end of the day, though, when I heard it back, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Um and then after that, I was like, you know what? I think I can make a whole record kind of like this. So it kind of started with a little bit of like a joke idea, you know? Yeah, I feel like a lot of great <laughs> songs um, are kind of created from that spontaneity. Like um, yeah. Sting making Walking on the Moon uh, part of the police. Like he was drunk, like uh, couldn't. He was like just thinking of like a melody in his hotel for that song and ended up making one of the best reggae songs from, you know, a rock band. So that was that was really cool to me to learn kind of the backstory of that song. Um, not to say that, you know, that's happening a lot for you where you're, you're drunk in a hotel room and you, and you think, Oh man, this is going to sound great. But <laughs> it's kind of cool that you have that same kind of opinion as an artist um, to hear it in person on the radio right here, right now, that kind of those cr- like crazy spur of the moment type things are, are how you're creating the songs. How many on the record would you say kind of come from just a random spot or, are you like down sitting down thinking, Oh, this is what this song is going to be. Like, I know it, I've chalked it up. Like it's going to be that versus how are more kind of you build as you go. Um, on this record, all of them. Yeah. This, I mean the whole kind of idea, the whole kind of idea with this record was pretty much all the songs are like that. Almost, almost all the songs on it are just kind of like one take or wasn't even like a song that was super written or anything. It was just kind of like a spur. Yeah. Just like a spur of the moment idea that I, you know, turn into a track. Um, I would say the only one that was maybe less like that was Find Me, Love Me was one that I, you know, put the hours in a little more on. But, I mean, a lot of these songs yeah. were... Uh, I mean, it took me a really long time to, like, make the record and finish it. But as far as, like, the bulk of the music, I mean, a lot of the recordings, like uh, like the track, like, Why Don't You, I, I kind of, like, conceived the idea like the riff and pretty much completely finished the track within like an hour. And it was just, you know, the, the vibe was right for it. And, but the part of the reason it took me so long to make the record is, was I couldn't force the songs out at all. Like I just had to, uh, I had to be patient, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It felt like some of them even bleed into each other in a way. Like I'd go from one to the next while listening to it. And they'd feel like, you know, you had some of those same kind of riffs into the next one, which was really cool. But then some were like full instrumentals while some had some lyrics behind them. So for my question for that would be like, were you creating a song and then you just went to the next thing, kept recording and you were like, oh, I'm going to make this a different song. Or were these at different time periods, like you'd record something a month before and then you'd have something that sounds like it randomly and it's just like a coincidence or were you like, some of these songs would be like right after each other that you'd be making them in real time or not. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's confusing. Or no, not. that's not confusing. I know okay, exactly sweet. what you're saying. Yeah. 
Um, do you have a, if you could like pull up the track list for the album, I could look Yeah, definitely. Let me do that. Be very honest about the, um, yeah, I, I should have mentioned which exact ones I was meaning. Um, oh, for sure. Well, yeah, cause but, I did do it in like batches. Yeah. It was something down here. It was from one to another. So, okay. So I could tell you like the first, uh, the, the first like four songs, uh, let me see. Out of these. Yeah, the first like five songs I made within like probably like two weeks, and then I didn't make any for like <laughs> a really long time, like maybe even like a year. Wow! Um, and then I had another batch. And, and, then, and were those first four before the pandemic, or yeah, after? those were right before the pandemic? Okay, yeah. interesting. So this one kind of spans like a good three years, maybe. If it was yeah, 2019, all sure. the way up to you released it recently, yeah, the most right? recent, the I've finished it. Um, yeah, because you dropped this in the fall, right, of this year. Yeah, or, it came out on November 10th. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> I've been. I mean, I have another. I've like another record or two that I was making like at the same time I was making this one, but I just couldn't force it like. I made that batch and then it was like, all right, I don't have the inspiration for this type of music. And so, I mean, it is the reason it's cohesive to a certain degree and just sound and vibe and why some songs would maybe sound like they were going into each other or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like chances are there could even be like a year between those tracks. It was just like, uh, it was when I caught that vibe again. (laughs) Yeah. I I love just like the, the continuity between the whole album. It feels like everything kind of fits. Like I was yeah. saying, it kind of even fits like the album cover. There's a whole mood that's kind of created, and that guitar really just kicks it off uh, with the first song, Want to Make Love. Um, so if you want to do it right now, I'm just going to play the song. The station can kind of listen to it. We're going to come back in a second here. I got Caspian Coberly on the air. Remember, he's an independent rock and roll and soul artist right here, local music, so make sure you check his stuff out. This is Off the Record Texas Sex. This is Want to Make Love.
another woman I need. Welcome back to 889 The Bridge. That was Wanna Make Love by Yo. Inside the Studio himself, Caspian Coberly. And I just realized my mic wasn't on for a second there. This is Dylan Shobe, your host on 889 The Bridge. And so, Caspian, you told me that during the pandemic, we kind of touched on it a little bit. That's when you really honed in on the sounds that comprise this new record. Remember, check it out, Texas Sex, the new record. And this, cre- I mean, this the whole record, just a sound that's distinctly yours. Can you tell me, like, from an artist's perspective, like, how the pandemic actually affected you, especially as somebody who's not, you know, Drake or somebody who has all those all that music out, being an up-and-coming artist, like, in the Seattle area, um, a city where it was very harsh on COVID, like, things were tough, um, how was that for you and how did that affect how are you making this record? Because you dropped it in November of this year, but you kind of started making those sounds and some of the songs that are on it uh, before the pandemic. Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, there was aspects that were definitely frustrating for sure. Uh, <clears throat> it was, uh, yeah, I mean the, the pandemic was pretty weird as far as not being able to play live. Um, I feel like that's what an artist would live for, right? Don't you just love like playing yeah. live, I bet? I love playing live. I mean, I also like recording a lot as well. And so um, I did a lot of recording, you know, during the pandemic. And I would say the first like year of the pandemic, um, in a way, was pretty sweet in the sense of recording. Like, <clears throat> I felt like I had a lot of... Uh, you had a lot of free time. I was, yeah, I felt like it, in a way it was nice to not play live. And then at a certain point, it was I really wanted to, but uh, <laughs> as far as like honing in on the on the sound and, and the music and stuff, um, yeah, I got a pretty like I got a good burst of songs in twenty twenty, um, and uh, yeah, it was and some of those were some of the more the some of my favorites off the record, really. Um, mm-hmm. Probably my favorite one on the record, "Waking Up Inside." Cause I don't really know how I came up with that guitar sound, uh, or how I, I just got really lucky, you know, I just went into it and I didn't really have anything written and it was, I was totally just on that day. I was like, I'm going to make, I was like, this is, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Like I'm just, I'm That's really awesome. feeling it. And, uh, the, uh, the slide guitar part on, I was, I was really happy with it. And, uh, there's some cool moments where I don't know how one note went into another note where it was, uh. It was meant to be. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, or it was just the <laughs> luck of the uh, luck of like the feedback, you know? Because I, I, there's one note that I played that turned into another note, and I was like, "Wow, that was a perfect <laughs> note." So, um, what but, happens when you're like, this is from somebody who like never records music, but like, what happens when you're recording a song and you do something and you're like, "Oh, I didn't expect that," and then you ride that feeling like you're talking about? Do you just keep going and then you end at a certain point like when is the time like like how does it work where you're like oh i don't know if that's what i want do you just keep going and then end at a certain point and then check it back and listen to it and be like okay i like that or do you scrap it redo it to where that point was where it changed and then you make sure it doesn't change or like what's the most common part of that like do you just let it ride like what's what's kind of your mo for creating music um i think it, it really de- it depends on the music that i'm making but i could tell you for the texas sex stuff that i mean a lot of these songs another thing about uh, another thing about recording on like tape machines and stuff um and how a lot of this record went 
was there wasn't a whole lot of uh, overdubbing. Or, or, I mean, there's overdubbing, but there wasn't a whole lot of, like, separate takes and stuff, you know? Um, That's good. And uh, it was just kind of like, let's go, you know? That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Okay, next one. So... One of the things that really stuck out to me about you was just the sheer amount of recognition that you've received from really big name stars. Like I mentioned the old school legends, right? But this year you said you've been recording with Mario C, who's a producer for a lot of big artists such as the BC Boys back in the day, Jack Johnson. Uh, and you've been playing lead guitar for Matt Cameron's solo quartet and were co signed by producers Carter Lang, Buddy Ross, Cool K Jack in LA. So wow, that's a lot, right? Um, what first jumps out to to me is how do you go about getting that attention or cosigns at all of this level and how would you advise you know a young and up and coming artist to do that um i mean i think yeah well <laughs> i think yeah i mean that's just a little more of like uh i don't know if it's like I mean, I guess you could just send stuff to people or whatever, yeah. but I, you know, I was really, uh, I, um, was lucky and was introduced to a lot of those people, um, by, uh, this guy was being managed by for a little while. And, uh, um, just, I guess just, I mean, most of those people are based in Los Angeles. Um, and it was, I guess more so it was cool to like know that a lot of these people that are that I respect and are great producers and musicians. Um, think the stuff that I was doing was cool. How and did was, they, how did they get a, get a hold of it at first? Um, it was just, uh, showed to them, uh, by my, by my manager. Oh, sweet. So he had those connections previously or, or not? Yeah. That's for sure. awesome. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was really cool. And, um, I think at the end of the day, it just gave me the confidence to, uh, like, that what I was doing was cool, you know, cause it was right. mostly the Texas sex music. And, uh, you know, there was like some ideas about maybe re-recording some of it or, you know, doing it slightly differently. Um, but the, the agent you had at the time, how did he know that? Um, is that like the normal process that, that you kind of, as a small artist, you're trying to get stuff to bigger people who can kind of hook you up with something new and then you hop ship to there. But how did, the guy who was, agent, who, who was your agent at the time and was managing you know that that was the right thing to do to like get your music to other people? Um, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it just, it, it makes sense. And it was super, super nice of him to, uh, you know, give that op opportunity to, you know, give some of these really like great people's ears, you know, to, to listen to the music. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, if you know people who are great musicians and producers and you're working for an artist uh, and you think maybe they like the music, you're definitely going to show it to them, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that that's just more gave me the, the confidence to stick to my guns on, on well, the Texas What do you think was stuff. really the big break for getting that recognition? Like who was like, wow, like they like my stuff? Um... I would, uh, stuff to choose. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, um, probably, I mean, you know, I guess in, in that 
uh, press thing. I guess, yeah, like, well, I mean, my buddy Mario um, was kind of a, uh, you know, he's a real kind of OG of, uh, I mean, he, he was one of the early hip hop producers in, in Los Angeles for like delicious vinyl. And I just have a ton of respect for his sound and all, and he, and, you know, meeting him, he was just such a cool dude. And, and, uh, you know, that's, you know, one of my buddies now. And, uh, I could see like when I was showing him my music, he was like, (laughs) it was something that was really like, you know, he thought it was cool. You know, I was coming from a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah. Do you, is it just played like, like straight off like the recording and you're with them and you have to listen to it too with them? Or is it more like they're in private? Like what's the norm for going about doing that? Like, are you with them and you're like, cause like sometimes I'll like listen to like some of my radio work with people and I'm like, I'm comfortable with my own voice now, like way better than I was in like my freshman year of high school. But like, I still like kind of cringe at certain parts. Like, do you, are you like that with your music when it's being played in front of, you know, people that could, like change your career on a, on a wide aspect. Like, do you feel that way? Or is it like, heck yeah, I'm going to show them my stuff. Like, or is it, a, there's a little bit of awkwardness or not, or, um, or is it even played in in front of them when you're with there with them? Or is it just yeah, when I, they're alone? I'm not really thinking about it necessarily as like, these people are going to change my career or anything like that. I'm just, it's like, Oh, these are like cool, you know, people that I, that I respect, I want to hear what they think of my music, you know? Like it's a really lax way. Like yeah, if I, I was mean, in the same position, I'd be like freaking out. You seem super cool. Yeah. Well, I it. mean, it's just music. I mean, it's like, you know, if people like it, you know, and also at the end of the day, like everything I make, I mean, I know that, you know, some people are probably not going to like it. Some people are maybe going to like it. And so, mm-hmm. uh, but I, you know, I'm only going to have to show any, show people stuff that is, that I feel like, you know, is complete or is stuff that I feel really good about. Like, I, love that. I just wouldn't show, I mean, I have a ton of music that I just, that I have either haven't finished or finished and didn't like that, you know, it's stuff I wouldn't show people, but you know, anything that I feel really good about, I'd, you know, I'd show, I'd show it to anyone. So, and it's not, I'm, it's, it's not like something I would be too stressed about. It's just like, you know, um, you know, especially with people I respect and stuff, it's like, uh, like, let's just see what they think. wonder what they, yeah. I wonder what they think. And, you know, I love how it just boils down. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of finished music. Yeah. So we played want to make love. I opened with, why don't you? Okay. So out of these three, find me, love me, lightsaber eyes and shadows, open speech. Which do you want me to play on the station next? You get to choose. Um, It's your music, music. Let's pretend I'm one of the producers that you're playing it for. Right, what, yeah, what are you opening say, with? Let's say uh, I would probably. Uh, I think "Find Me, Love Me" is a pretty strong track for let's sure. Let's do it. All right, this is "Find Me, yeah. Love Me." I'm on the air with Caspian Coverly. He's an independent rock and roll and soul artist from right here in the Seattle area. Stay tuned for some more questions. Some great conversation on 88.9 The Bridge that spans generations. Here we go.
KMH Mercer Island is the station you're listening to. I'm your host, Dylan Shobe, and I'm still on the air with Caspian Coberly. He's a rock and roll artist from the Seattle area. That was Find Me, Love Me, and Lightsaber Eyes to finish it off there. Coming off of break, um, and almost into the holiday break, uh, I had a little question about kind of what can we expect from you, like heading into you know the holiday into the new year. What are your aspirations? What do you want to do? What do you want to share with us? Um, just to kick it right off again. Got you. Yeah. Um, so the deluxe version of Texas Sex is actually coming out tonight. Mm. Um, All right. And deluxe. Uh, so that's going to have uh, a cover of This Christmas by Donny Hathaway on it. Um, it's going to have a couple other tracks, but, you know, tune in, tune in on that. And then I'm playing uh, I'm playing guitar this Saturday with uh my buddy Matt at uh the crocodile we're doing just some wiper wipers covers um so it's gonna be a fun show and uh doing a little benefit show on the twenty third yeah as far as uh going into the next year 
there's going to be dropping a lot more music. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming out. A lot know. of singles or um, singles, but just I, things I, will I think up there's before. probably going to be a, a, at least one, at least one other record. Awesome. Maybe two. You know, I might, in, the, in the whole new year or like in the start of the new year. Oh, probably one, probably a record in the start of the new year. I'd say Dang. starting off with some singles and stuff. All right. Most likely. I mean, that's definitely <laughs> going to be singles coming out for sure. Yeah. But yeah. You want to take me through like what's a day in the life of an artist just to get a kind of an idea like on a day that you were to make music. When are you waking up? What are you eating? Where are you getting any inspiration from? Um, it just spur of the moment question popped up. I was for thinking sure. about it. No, yeah, let's you can even we can even just riff on yeah, just like I mean it, it depends totally. Um I would say a lot of the stuff for this record, so the first couple like songs on the record, um, yeah, I'll just <laughs> let me see. Um, so yeah, when I started making the record, I had had like a new girlfriend at the time, and I was really like stoked on that, and so mm-hmm. I was just really stoked. And some of the songs I would like wake up, and I would uh, usually just. Uh, uh, skateboard down a hill by my house and I would be really stoked and then I would maybe go record some of the music um, and then God I think the second batch of songs off of this I was playing a lot of basketball because it was the um, it was the it was the pandemic and I was getting the the stimulus checks and so pretty pretty free schedule and so I was <laughs> I was playing a lot of basketball um that was honestly this. my main. That was honestly like my main focus. In like you worked on your jumper, <laughs> just working on, yeah, working on the jumper, and um, yeah, a lot of that music. And I was waking up super late. It was like, uh, so for songs like, gosh, like waking up inside, um, a oh, bunch of them. I'd probably waking up at like maybe two o'clock and. Two o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock in the afternoon. Rested. I would or were have you up a, late. Were you up late? I was before? up late as well. Yeah, because it was I had a crazy schedule. I was like waking up super late. I was having some uh, like manor and orange chicken, protein shake, and beer for kind of <laughs> a breakfast lunch. And breakfast lunch is two p.m. Kind of a well, you know, maybe more. Uh, Late lunch is my first meal of the day. <laughs> and um, I would, uh, yeah, kind of probably around, you know, five o'clock, six o'clock, record some music. Really, con- I was just so, I was just like, yeah, everything I'm going to do is going to be fucked because it'd be so good, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I did get some good results from that. And then I would play basketball. There was a basketball court that was, uh, have lights for 24 hours and so i'd play 24 basketball. hours yeah it was the one right. spot in seattle i don't i don't play there anymore there was a you know there's shady a, stuff what's up was there shady stuff you know you got sketch well yeah me and my me and my butt well this was actually in the day this wasn't even at night but yeah me and my buddy got shot at what um in 2021 wow playing there so don't go to that court anymore but Jeez. you know in 2020 it was great i would make music probably from like five o'clock until maybe midnight, one o'clock in the morning, go over, to the bas- go over to the basketball court. I'll play probably until three o'clock in the morning. 
So that's what's going on. That's not awesome. my schedule right now, but yeah, that was yeah, my I schedule. Understand. I'm not. There's no judgment. No judgment. Oh at all. no, no, that's no. Sweet. That's that was sweet. the. That was the. Ske- that's why this music is like pretty. It's pretty raw. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to like. I mean, honestly, whenever I make music, though, it's definitely. Um, I kind of go into my own world, mm-hmm. for sure. And I work on music usually, especially well, you know, for some of this music, like why don't you? That was, I started it probably at like eight o'clock at night and had the song like completely done. Like I didn't add anything else, but like by 10 o'clock at night it was, it was done. But like a lot of music, I mean, most of the stuff I make, you know, it's a lot of really late sessions, you know, like I, you know, can go into the wee hours of the morning, you know, just yeah. chipping away. Cause you get in kind of a, you know, if you're going, you can kind you're of get into a flow, flow state. Yeah. yeah. Where you don't want to stop. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, gosh, I probably should just get as far as I can. You know, I'm feeling it right now. That's fair. Yeah, because you don't know if it's going to be the same later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, totally. You're like, yeah, if you got it, you might as well do it because, you know, it's so, it's not it's that, that it's so the basketball incons- court at that time. What's up? Yeah, it's either going to be the oh, music yeah. or the basketball. <laughs> that was that was literally just like 2020. I was just going so crazy. <laughs> I don't know. It was just the, you know, it was the initial pandemic, you know, yeah. stuff was weird. Yeah. But I was having fun, at least. That's awesome. Um, So I know you got kind of like your inspiration and started playing guitar because you saw some Jimi Hendrix stuff and some other old legends playing guitar. Um, So that was kind of your inspiration for being like getting into the guitar, right? But obviously you're a singer too. So I want to kind of know how did you work on that when you were becoming an artist? And how did you know that this was kind of the, the path you wanted to take? Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. A lot of that just stuff just comes down to, uh, just kind of the type of person I am, just kind of my, you know, my psychology or whatever, in the sense that I like to, you know, I like, I have kind of an idea of how things should be, you know? And so I try to, you know, try to do as much stuff as I can myself. I am for, for some new stuff incorporating more people into the into the process but as far as like doing like singing and stuff like that um how did you discover you wanted to sing even honestly i don't know (laughs) honestly i have no idea uh well because i mean you know yeah probably probably you know like running the show, you know, <laughs> you know, I like doing the, you know, uh, I mean, honestly, it probably comes down to that. Like I just, I have an idea of how things should be and, and, uh, just try to do it that way. And so that, I mean, I, I would let, you know, I play guitar and, and some projects where I just do guitar, but for, you know, I think, I mean, really it comes down to like, I have an idea of, I feel like I can kind of do my own music that, and it has a unique perspective. And so, you know, that comes with, with singing and, and, you know, I, and probably at the end of the day, what the biggest thing is, is probably I just get ideas for vocal parts in my head. And then, so I just got to do it, you know? Yeah. But I kind of go in and out of liking doing, obviously there's a lot of instrumental stuff on the record, you know? Um, so I kind of go in and out of, of being yeah, I like kind of how it broke up. Like you had some songs that were more yeah. lyrical and then you, 
you had some that are just you going at it at the guitar. So I was a big for fan sure. of that, for sure. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm definitely of more of a musical guy, like first versus like uh, lyrics kind of guy. Or, uh, you know, my stuff isn't super. I mean, I might do some stuff like that. And I have done some some of it before, but like not like a crazy narrative um, kind of musician. I'm, I'm much more of like a vibe mm-hmm. and sound I like that type of musician. I mean, my favorite vocalists are, and these are actually some something like Sly, his lyrics are actually amazing, but a lot of times you can't even really hear what he's saying. But like, you know, my favorite vocalists are guys like, I like Sly Stone, probably my favorite, um, you know, Sly and the Family Stone, just cause, you know, it's kind of, he's making it kind of an instrument and it just sounds so cool. And, uh, I like John Lennon a lot. I mean, He's not really stretching it out too much, but, uh, you know, he's a great voice. Um, but, you know, like George Clinton is another guy who really stretches his voice out a lot. And then you got, you know, new guys like, uh, I really loved, uh, uh, a lot of the, um, I was really into that, like 2014 to like 2016, like young thug kind of window, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I mean, I guess it went on a little longer than that, but I feel like in that pocket, he was really like in line with, uh, you know, like Sly and George. Uh, and it's not like I necessarily sing like that, but I'm just saying like, that's kind of the vocal style that I like. And, you know, it's cause it's similar in a way to the guitar style. I like, you know, I like, it's kind of, imp- kind of impressionist kind of yeah style of music, you know, talking about kind of guitar style that you like John Fashante. We're going to play that right here. Right now you talked about how he yeah. was an inspiration for you. You want to talk a little bit about this song, a fall through the ground real quickly before we play it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, John Fashante is my favorite. Probably he's probably my favorite musician. Um, he's my favorite guitar player for sure. Uh, you know, I became a fan of him pretty shortly after I started playing guitar when I was, uh, a young lad. Six. Yeah, when I was six, I remember because I, we had like uh, Jimi Hendrix like VHSs and yeah. David Bowie with Mick Ronson on guitar, um, VHSs in the house when I was growing up, and I loved that. I thought that was great, and it was just so cool because I liked that and I liked Star Wars because it was kind of a. I realized like I figured that out recently, but like anything where it was like cool dudes like wielding like a like a thing like a guitar like a sword i was like or a lightsaber i was like that's kind of like what i wanted that's like the coolest thing you could probably do is do something like that um and you know the sound of you know jimmy and, and mick ross was just so amazing and then i was driving around with my mom and i heard uh danny california on the radio chili peppers and I was like, wow, this is very similar to like John Frusciante in a way. Or, well, sim- <laughs> I was like, this is similar. <laughs> it is John Frusciante. I was yeah. like, wow, oh, this is similar to Jimi Hendrix in a way. Um, it was also similar to John Frusciante, though. It was, yes, as similar as it gets, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was pretty similar to to Hendrix. And uh, and I was like, wow, but I knew it sounded new. Like, I was like, oh my God, someone's doing stuff that's kind of like Jimi Hendrix. Um, so that I just got really into his guitar style and, you know, just as I've gotten older, just finding more of his music. Um, I feel like that's someone, I feel like the people I can relate to the most musically feel like John, like it was when I heard him, it was just like, Oh, like I'm the same kind of like, 
I'm the same kind of like musical, like I'm the same like musical breed as this dude, you know, just like his, obviously, Oh, this is like how I hear music too. Kind of, um, I feel like, you know, I really relate to him a lot, uh, just melody wise and also melody and also kind of timbre and texture wise. Like it's just up my alley and there's, there's other guitar players too. Like I like Bernard Sumner from joy division a lot. Uh, he's kind of in that thing where I hear him and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's how I think about melody and music and obviously Hendrix. And then there's guys who I relate to a little bit, but I more maybe kind of like aspire to in, in some ways, like, uh, you know, I love Eddie Van Halen and, uh, uh, Jimmy Page is great. Um, but as far yeah, as John Frusciante, he's a fall through the ground and, I think he recorded this when he was 17. They almost lost this recording. Wow! So I'm older than than him at this time. Rough. I gotta <laughs> I gotta work on something. Get some masterpiece out there. Here it is, though. Fall through the ground, John Frusciante. This is Dylan Chubb on Idiot on the Bridge. Welcome back to the Caspian Coberly interview. He is rock and roller from Seattle, Washington. <laughs> uh, that was John Frusciante, A Fall Through the Ground, a little inspiration for kind of your musical sound. Uh, you talked about how you're kind of, you feel like the same musical thinker. I feel like you're kind of like a deep thinker in terms of music. I've gotten that vibe from you. Um, I love it. You just kind of, go down these paths and not, I wouldn't say tangents because that seems yeah. like well, it's like a bad thing, but no. I like it. Yeah. It's always been that way. Yeah, for, you. for sure. Yeah. I go crazy about it. You know, <laughs> I like, you know, I'm just, I'm crazy about music and you know, you I gotta be if you're I, an artist. Uh, get, I love that. You know, I just really like it a lot. And so 
I mean, I uh, hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like John, I mean, like, I, I think a cool thing about that record, you fall through, fall through the ground is, uh, the cool thing about his music too, is I'll, I'll be like inspired by his stuff in the chili peppers or even inspired by random stuff. And then I'll kind of do my own music that, you know, I'm kind of, you know, influenced by his guitar approach, but also like, it's more so, I don't really know how to describe it, but when I found, like, I found this track, like, not even that long ago, like, I've been a fan of him since I was about, probably, yeah, six, and I've, I probably found this track, like, two years ago, but when I heard it, it wasn't as much, like, I was influenced by it, it was, I heard it, and I was like, oh, damn, like, that sounds like something I'd do, mm. and so it's kind of cool, it's like, I'm like, whoa, like, it was more we're like getting a, the like same, like a canon event, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, we're like, damn, like we're channeling the same like spirits or something, you know, like he's getting, yeah. I'm like, okay. And it kind of makes me go, okay, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the right track, you know, or just like, okay, yeah, that's, that's cool. So you felt, I mean, you felt like some of your sounds fit, how, what, what that sounded like on guitar. Yeah. Just the guitar. Yeah. When I found that, I thought the guitar lead, it was kind of interesting. I, you know, like that song waking up inside on my record that has that really cool slide kind of thing on it, you know? Um, I recorded that already. And then I think I found this track later and I was like, Oh my God, like that's so much like what I was trying to do on waking up inside. And you know, yeah, he's a big inspiration. He's also just someone that I relate to musically a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're, uh, yeah. What's the next one? The other yeah, one. I'm going to play a couple tracks just to, uh, let's do it. Um, I'll give a little, uh, yeah, yeah. give a little preface about this guy. Uh, just trying to give you guys a good, good feel for, you know, my perspective on music, especially stuff. Um, it's kind of, I feel like related to this record and both of these tracks are pretty like, pretty like ceremonial kind of almost kind of religious in a way, in the sense that they're very, uh, not a lot of ego involved in the, in the process There's a lot of just letting it happen, you know? And this is a track by Sly Stone who, uh, this is one of my favorite, my thing is one of the best, uh, musical artists probably of all time. I think he's maybe the best, uh, musical artist kind of within the popular, popular music sphere. Um, and he's just a guy who's just everything, everything he did in that window of when, when his stuff was just amazing was like so effortless, but so, uh, like just like da vinci level like it, it's crazy i mean this track when i heard it i was like wow it's so uh it's so loose and so raw but he's hitting all these crazy vocal runs just so effortlessly and, and his intonation's perfect and then you don't even really know what he's saying and then you read the lyrics and the lyrics are just like insanely like thoughtful and technical but the thing is none of it's just you know but it's so effortless like he's not really trying at all like you probably rec i think he recorded this track just like laying down he's <laughs> just hanging out for a lot of these you just you know it's been the so, theme of today yeah well but this is time by uh yeah, let's by sly you know
time Needs another minute at least Take your time But you gotta let me That girl Looks forward to another meeting Just like everyday people I know Looks forward to another simple greeting There a band of woods Looks forward to happening Just any old player you know all he needs is rating. <laughs> Time is education. Even when they tell you it's a vestication. You're still in show about 89 The Bridge. Just two dudes sitting, listening to music right now. I'm on the air with Caspian Coberly. He's a Seattle artist. Local music. Love it. Uh, new record, Texas Sex Out. Go listen to it. It is on large platforms. And that kind of that kind of brings me to it. You've touched me. You've, tu- you've, you've touched on it a little bit. Find Me, Love Me. Like, what is, like, your favorite song on the whole record, you'd say? On the record? Because you've uh... talked about... A few on the on this interview already, but like all time, if you had to live with one, you got to get rid of everything else. Sadly, just for my like, just for my listening and stuff. Or? Yeah, I'd say yeah, yeah. Like, I'd say uh, everything disappeared except for one track, and you got to pick what the track was. <laughs> I don't know, about, I don't know, man. Everything just uh, well, I don't know about that. But I would say maybe probably my favorite one on the record. Uh, it's probably Waking Up Inside. It's probably my favorite. I think the best track, ah, I think probably my favorite, I think the best tracks on the record are Why Don't You, uh, Find Me, Love Me, and Lightsaber Eyes. I think, in a way, those are the best tracks on the record. But I think my favorite is probably Waking Up Inside, just because, uh, that's one where I'm like, well, I don't know how I did it. On the, I don't know how I got the guitar. I don't know how I... Got so lucky with the guitar part. Yeah. 
that's why that one's probably my favorite just because I'm like, how did I get so lucky with the feedback and to get some of those notes to go into other notes, you know? Yeah. And that's one where I, I just couldn't replicate it even close to, well, maybe I could, I mean, maybe I could get lucky again, but, uh, I have good memories about making that track too, because it was like, I was so like, I was so confident when I made that. I was like so relaxed and it was like, I made that in the summer of 2020. Um, and I just casually just made it and I was like, I was just like, I'm just going to make something awesome. And then I've made it. I was, and you know, you go in and I think you're going to make something awesome. I mean, if you really, if I've never had it where I've been like, I'm going to make something. Actually, that's not true. I've, I've definitely had times where I was like, this is going to be great. And you know, I'm not in love with it, but this was one where I went in and I was like, oh, I feel like I can make something awesome. And it turned out into a track that I really love. So it's a great one, but, yeah. uh, kind of reminded me of, uh, money for nothing dire straits where I don't know who their guitarist is, but, um, he made that riff and he yeah. could like never recreate it live. Like, do you feel the same way about, um, waking up inside as you do with as as he did? Where you're like, oh, oh how yeah. did I do that? No, yeah, it's yeah. I guess it's similar. It's a similar thing. There's like also Prince. Uh, when doves cry, is another one that he uh, can really replicate. I think those ones are more almost like technical though, because there's nothing on waking up inside that's like the notes are like that fast or anything. It's mm-hmm. it's more like a feedback and like the way I hit the strings and everything. I guess it maybe it's similar with those as well, but. But yeah, it's it's similar. It's like in the you sense can't of, hit the strings in the same way as when you're recording. You're saying like it's just hard yeah. to replicate because it was just a unique way. It would be hard to replicate it exactly. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, in the same way, a lot. I mean, a lot of Hendrix stuff. You know, a lot of guys like that. You know, in the same way, probably with Sly as well. Like, I mean, I think Sly probably just had a really high batting average at that time, where he would be able to pull something crazy out. You know, yeah. pretty easily. I want to pick a guitarist brain um, because, like. A lot of people, you know, will say this guy's the best guitarist, you know, Jimmy Page or yeah. I like Jimi Hendrix. He's uh, no doubt like the greatest guitarist. What makes a guitarist great in your opinion? Is it just the sound if you like them or is there something that let's say the difference between you and me, you can tell what a great instrumental or a great riff is and I couldn't just being somebody who listens to music and not making music or is a guitarist like what do you think? makes the greatest guitarist the greatest guitarist and how do how do you measure that from an artist perspective i mean at the end of the day it's all it's all subjective and it's all like whatever you like you like you know it's there's no like uh not really just like anything like tom brady versus aaron Rodgers. obviously like it would be brady but like is it like anything else like comparing foods it's it's definitely different it's definitely different than sports because like uh I mean, obviously there's, I mean, I guess if you're kind of doing like a ring, I don't know. I mean, it's similar in some ways, but it's different in a lot of ways. Like, you know, like obviously at this point, it's like, it's not really a, it's probably not really a debate. Like probably Tom Brady is the best quarterback, you know, I agree. Whereas, (laughs) um, you know, like him or not, it's, you know, and the same with, with with basketball or something like that, which is, you know, I'm more familiar with. Um, there's a lot of debates about Are you on uh, the LeBron or the Jordan side. Just as a quick tangent, I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm, I think, pro, I think, Le, or I think LeBron's like a great, um, 
like uh he's he was so built for basketball, so built yeah. for sport. Um but uh I think, you know, you gotta factor in with something like that, you gotta factor in, you know, championships and also, you know, uh, leadership and clutch moments, you know. Yeah. I think for LeBron, you know, he has he's moved around a lot. He's uh doesn't have you know, for comparing him to Michael Jordan, like doesn't yeah. have as many championships. Um isn't as clutch, you know. He's probably gonna, you know, because he's still in great shape. He's probably going to break a lot of records yeah. and stuff like that. But I, th- I think it's pretty conclusive in, in sport <laughs> that it's more of, and I don't think it's just championships. Cause I think that, you know, there's other aspects as well for sure. But I think, you know, cause obviously, um, Oh God, who's that guy for the Spurs who, I think he has seven championships, but he was, and he was a good player, but, um, was it Robert Ori? I don't I think know. Robert Ory I'm less familiar with basketball. <laughs> okay, for sure. Yeah, I think Robert Ory has seven championships, and you know he's a great player, but he, he's not like a who isn't leading those teams. So you know, if you're just going off championships, yeah, it'd then, be like Bill Russell if you're going just off yeah. chips. He's got like eight or ten. Yeah, anyway, I see what you mean. Every every artist's sound is a little bit different. It's kind of hard to compare, but it's subjective. Yeah. you're going with. But I would say with with like sports or something, it's a little more like because you got Michael stats Jordan to is, work with, right? You got you got stats to work with, and it's like yeah, people will be kind of like weird about stuff, but it it's not that. I don't feel like it's that complicated. Where it's like these are the best people. Whereas with with music, your it's favorite. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess for music, <laughs> I, I guess if you're going you into the yeah, best, I guess if you're going into the best kind of thing. Um, you can be kind of objective about it. I think objectively, you know, you can be, nah, it's not objective, but you can be, uh, you can factor some things in. I think probably for my top five guitar players, uh, no, let's hear your top five. I would say, that. and this is for my, a little bit of my taste, but also what I genuinely think for, uh, uh, just realistically who the best are and most influential and, and all that factored in. I would say So like a holistic approach. Yeah, just a it. holistic approach. I actually have thought about this randomly recently. I was kinda cause they put out a terrible list uh of the top two hundred and fifty guitar, but it was the worst thing I ever seen. <laughs> it was so bad. Um recently and I just saw it and I was like, Oh my god. It had all these kind of you weren't on there, so you're a little pressed. I wasn't on there. They didn't have me in the top five. Man. Come on, no, I'm just kidding. It was it was awful. Those were about the worst thing I ever seen. Um, and so I I put together a list of the top hundred guitar players, but I, I don't have it fully ranked as far as it's all kind of out. Of I order. did that, but with Christmas songs two years ago. Really, you know what the tough thing was? The fact that you have like a hundred and like something that was sixty eight could technically be like fifty seven. Like those ones in the middle are. Just I know shady. that's hard because you're like the the margin yeah, between yeah. each is like this small, right? Yeah. So when you get to the top ten, that's where like things kind of separate. But it's like it's that tough. lower, yeah. So I mean, I guess my top ten is probably sorted, but uh, my top five are. Um, uh, oh, let me check one second. Yeah, I, I, I do kind of. I just don't. I'm pretty sure I have it off the top of my head, but I just want to make sure. Yeah, no problem. Um. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this is pretty fair. I mean, I would say Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, number one. Uh, Jimmy Page, number two. Eddie Van Halen, number three. Keith Richards, number four. Eric Clapton, number five. I feel like that's it's solid. Pretty uh, 
I feel like that's something everyone could agree upon, you know. I concur with that. I love it. Yeah. All right, I want to get one more of your songs on here before we kind of close it out. Cool. You got anything on... So all the songs I kind of chose and have played were ones I liked personally, listening to the record for the first time. Have we played Why Don't You yet? Um, yeah, I opened with it oh, during right. the intro. Yeah, you're right. I did. Okay. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to go Shadows Open Speech. What do you have on this one? Shadows? Yeah. Shadows? Yeah, Shadows is a great track. I made that one... Um, made that... I think early 2021 yeah i think so and uh so it was post basketball era or mid basketball era i guess post basketball <laughs> that was mostly over like that was like squash era or like pickleball or something oh my god man. um yeah I, this one i think was another one that i just like made like one night you know it was just finish the whole track within eh, this one was probably like maybe like three four hours but uh Love with it. the vocal i was going for you know i was super influenced by i mean find me love me is a cover of uh norman Whiteside song you know from this band we and i was just loving his music he's just amazing i was listening to a lot of him and i was listening to a lot of Smokey robinson and those guys kind of have more of a high pitch voice more of like a nasally like eh, kind of sound and on the early yeah. on the first kind of things i recorded on this record i was doing a really kind of more of a deep voice and i was getting more into these more nasally voices and i think smoky is like you know when he's on you know he's got something really special and so i was kind of going for a smoky kind of in between smoky and norman uh with the vocal on this one and you know it's got a it's got a vibe to it for sure. It's got a, you know, kind of a sunset vibe to it, you know. All right. I did a music video for this one. It's pretty cool. Yeah, well. I saw some of them have music videos. That's what you've been working on lately. Yeah. All right. Hey, Shadows Open Speech. Let's do it.
Welcome back. This is your host, Dylan Show, on Indian on the Bridge. I'm still with Caspian Coberly, and I love it. I feel like I could talk with you for hours. I didn't say that off the air, but I know, we're, you know it's yeah, not we're, a fake thing. I, I feel I, like that. You know, I feel, feel like great even, on here. Great, man. Yeah, me too, man. Awesome. Um, I feel like for like an interview or something like that, it's good to. Uh, yeah, it's good to stretch it out a little bit, just because you know, I I listen to interviews like that's honestly a thing I do like all the time. I, I'm really interested in. Uh, I listen to this guy Kurt Jai Mungle's, uh Theories of Everything podcast. That's like a it's more like a STEM, uh, really podcast. But uh, yeah, I just love I love interviews. So and and those are super long. And so you know I'll I'll tune into uh, you know I listen to. A, bunch of different podcasts and also interviews with some of my favorite artists so. love it well i'm gonna i'm gonna harvest this one put it on my uh senior year podcast Shob waves my name is dylan Shob, so you can see what i did there with the airwaves right i'm gonna post that up there so you can listen to this in um after it happens so make sure to check out the other stuff i got up there uh, another interview coming out i did one on tuesday with jen mueller she is root sports she is like mariners post-game interview um, she does sideline reporting for the Seahawks, so pretty cool stuff. Right on. Um, but anyway, still here with you, which is awesome. Um, let's see, what question should I hit you with? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've run out. Yo, you're all good, man. You just but, riff. just riff. Let's see. I will say one thing yeah. that I would like to say is uh, with this music, with the Texas X record. I'm so glad I finished it. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, there's a lot. I mean, even up until this year, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to turn this into a record. Like I had all these songs and all this stuff. Uh, you know, I had these pockets where I'd recorded this music, but it just didn't feel like a record. You know, it felt like, oh, this is this music, but you know, like more of a compilation and more of a compilation. It just kind of felt unfinished in a way. And it felt like that, you know, for the past, like, you know, because it was something that it was so based on vibe and not something I could really even like chip away at as much, you know, it was like when the inspiration comes, it has to come. And like the way the songs are sitting right now, it's not done, even though, you know, it's a pretty long record. It's 13, well, not super long, 13 songs. Mm-hmm. Um, With the deluxe on the way. The too. deluxe is going to be 16. Um, but it's still, you know, you know, even a few songs removed, it still didn't feel done and then in august of this year or maybe it was late july i kind of felt like i had finished the mixing on lightsaber eyes and uh i think i had finished some other uh minor adjustments to some other songs and i listened and i was kind of like you know what i think this thing is done let me just figure out the track list and uh figure out the transitions and everything and yeah and i'm just it worked. Yeah. I'm just, it feels so good. I can just, you know, as a musician and a person who loves recording and stuff, something that feels really good is when you got it and you're like, it's done. Let's ship it off. You know? Awesome. Uh, it's like, my next question would be kind of like, what is like the ultimate goal? Like touring wise, like world tour For music. Like, uh, where do you want to play? Like, do you want to go to any festivals? Like what is the ultimate goal for you? Like what's the pinnacle of music for you? Or is it just having something you're proud of? Something more simple? Um, I would say, yeah, I would say the ultimate goal is probably... uh, The 
Or is it like 4,750,000 plays or something exact? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's more, I mean, more so like, yeah, I definitely want to get, I mean, should be getting some tours lined up for next year. And uh, I think at the end of the day, it's just getting, you know, and I think this record has had, even already, it's had a little bit of a broader reach and some more reception. And I got a lot of music and um, I just want to reach the, uh, reach the people I think this music can connect with and kind of have a, have a career, you know, on my terms to a certain degree. And, uh, and I mean the main, yeah, I guess the, the goal is just to, you know, be able to keep, keep doing it and grow grow the fan base. I love that. And grow the people who are interested in it. I don't necessarily have any, I just have seen also a lot of stuff, you know, in the music industry that's, uh, you got to be careful for sure. And I do think that in the era we're in right now, like, uh, you know, having control over your music is really important. Um, there's so much music out there. It is a little, in some ways harder to, uh, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of static. There's a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of music. And so finding the music to, to reach an audience, you know, can be, can be more difficult, but I, I just believe, believe in the music. So we'll be doing, we'll be doing more shows coming next year and hopefully we'll get, you know, cool tour or something mm-hmm. going on. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> music, yeah. Music's never going to be a failing industry. It's always a constant yeah, it's gonna um, changes though, you know, and there's been a lot yeah. of changes even recently. Just like and radio, so, this might fail, this might die, but podcasting, you know, there's different offshoots of certain absolutely. things. So people I are totally gonna want to listen to people talk, you know. Of course, so, I've really enjoyed listening to you talk. Um, I'm just, yeah, I mean, thank. I I just want to thank you for coming on. It's been really just an awesome uh, time uh, on this on the air. Uh, this is my first ever artist interview, so. I really want to thank you for helping me as an aspiring broadcaster and interviewer work on my stuff and playing your stuff, getting to know you, what's inspired you. Talk about John Frusciante, Jimi Hendrix, got your top five guitarists. And I'm surprised. <laughs> my you top didn't, five. You know what? Actually, let me. Uh, you didn't put yourself in there. <laughs> Number one. Let's talk about that. You were. Really, man. Yeah. Um, you gotta have that I, I, did, I did say that was my top five, like most, like. Those are the top five, I think, best of all time. I do want to give a couple shout-outs yeah, to it. some guitar players that I don't think are recognized as much that I would want everyone to check out. Um, going through the list. I literally have like a list of like 130 guitar players. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Screw it. I'm just going to... Cool if I were to read some of this off real yeah, quick? Yeah, just do it. All right. This is this is not in order, but these, these are my... These are like my top guys. Love it. So obviously, top five. I feel pretty like you know, pretty democratic. You know, it's everyone would agree upon it. But you know, <laughs> Hendrix, Jimmy Page, Eddie Van Halen, Keith Richards, Eric Clapton, and, you know, Albert King, David Gilmore, Tony Iommi, Steve Ray Vaughan, Jeff Beck, BB King, Les Paul, Chet Atkins, Hank Marvin, Chuck Berry, Billy Gibbons, Carlos Santana, Prince, Richie Blackmore, Mick Ronson, John Frusciante. Eddie Hazel, Peter Green, Frank Zappa, Paul Kossoff, Mark Bolin, 
George Harrison, Steve Howe, Aldi Miola, John McLaughlin, Joe Pass, Buddy Guy, Dwayne Allman, Dickie Betts, Don Felder, Uli John Roth. Woo! Uli, under, a little underrated, mid one of the best. Uh, Michael Shanker, uh, Curtis Mayfield, Joe Walsh, Roy Buchanan, Bernard Sumner, James Gurley, underrated. Everyone go check him out. Um, Johnny Ramone, Ingve Malmsteen, Adrian Ballou, Caspian Robert Coberly. Johnston, <laughs> Robert Johnson, Caspian Coberly, uh, Grant, <laughs> Grant Crean, Dave Navarro, East Bay Ray from the Dead Kennedys, underrated, Mick Taylor, uh, Luis Alberto Spinetta from Pescata Rabioso, amazing, underrated, Ace Freely, James Williamson, Ron Ashton, Robin Trower, Steve Hackett, Johnny Marr, Glenn Tipton, Eric Bell, underrated, from uh, Thin Lizzy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, Vagabonds record, amazing. Uh, Roger Fisher, Andy Latimer, underrated, from Camel, Dave Davies, Link Ray, Joe Perry, Leslie West, Dick Taylor, underrated, Django Reinhardt, Louis Bonfa, Andy Gill, Nile Rogers, Alan Holdsworth, Tommy Emanuel, Pete Townsend, Brian Eno, Sly Stone, John Lennon, Marty Stewart, Slash, Conan Moccasin, Buck Dharma from Blue Oyster Colt, Grave, mm. Steve Jones, The Edge, Lindsey Buckingham, Neil Young, Billy Corgan, Billy Joe Armstrong, Kurt Cobain, Jerry Garcia, James Calvin Wilsey, James Calvin Wilsey, underrated, Arthur Cadman, underrated, Mike Bloomfield, Buddy Holly, James Hetfield, Rudolph Shanker, Robert Smith, Andy Summers, Mark Knopfler, <laughs> Dick Dale, Howard Roberts, Noki Edwards, Don Wilson, Ventures, Tacoma, underrated. I mean, not underrated, but you know, people need to talk about him more. Marie Stebank, underrated. Ricky Gardner, underrated, amazing on the late 70s Bowie and uh, Iggy Pop records. Carlos Alomar, Little Beaver. Lou Reed, Jack White, Derwood Andrews, underrated, Robin Guthrie, underrated, Taylor Ross, Mac DeMarco, Scotty Moore, Ernie Isley, Randy Rhodes, Johnny Guitar Watson, Adrian Smith, Dave Murray. You got more Robert still? Frith. That's it. <laughs> okay. This one is um, Lightsaber Eyes playing right now. I meant to tell you this, but you know that song Always Forever by Colts? Maybe? Yeah. That's, this sounds like that. In oh a way. my god. Do you hear that? That's what it reminded me of when I listened to this record for the first time. Wow. Very similar. Wow. Yeah, that's That's insane. I love that connection. I've actually only heard that song relatively recently actually. Yeah. Awesome. I was kind of going for on this one I was kind of going for a uh It's kind of yeah, it's kind of got the same corporation. Um, I was going for like a, I was in a lot of George Harrison and uh, yeah. John Lennon solo stuff. Love it. I was kind of going for that, and a little bit of Eric Clapton, like the Derek and the Dominoes era kind of guitar work. But, Love uh, it. Yeah. Well, if I don't cut you off, we're gonna be on for the next four hours, and we're gonna miss dinner. But I want to thank you for coming on. It's been great. I hope you enjoyed your time on Eighty Eight Nine The Bridge. And go listen to his new stuff. I got. I got one more. Yeah, right, one, one more thing. thing to say. Awesome. I think I came up with my. Uh, I think I came up with my goal. All right. What is it? It's make we'll as out. much money as possible, you know, doing 
doing, doing this. what the, the righteous music that I need to do is, you know. Love it. All right. Right on. Well, signing off is Dylan Shobe on 89 The Bridge. Keep listening for more music and conversation that spans generations right here from Marshall and Washington. This was Caspian Coberly on the air. Independent rock and roll artist from the Seattle area. Thank you. Texas X Deluxe out to date. Yep. Ciao.
88.9 The Bridge. Great music and great conversation. As the class of 2023 is graduated from Mercer Island, Canaanite Mercer Island will keep on grooming all summer with some banging hits on 88.9 The Bridge. You're listening to KMIH 88 and the Bridge. I'm Grace. And I'm Luke with your news headlines. President Biden is urging Israel to scale back its ground war in Gaza by the end of